Hello, friends. I'm Mark. And I'm Rich. You're listening to The Revamp Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Revamp Podcast. This episode is a bit of an impromptu episode that is going to become a series that Rich and I will be doing together. And this came about in a way where I had an inner dialogue session with myself. There was a situation going on, and I ended up having to work through it and find out what the source of the issue was. And Rich thought it would be a good idea for us to kind of share these with you guys so you can see that, A, we are human, and B, we do actually kind of practice what we preach about self-awareness and how just moving forward 1% to make yourself better every day does make a difference. So this story came about, I was at work, and I said something. And for some reason, it made me realize how negative what I said was. And in that moment, I became self-aware as to the negativity that I was in. My attitude was negative. And then if you listen to the Be Kind episode where Rich talked about the difference between venting and complaining, I noticed that my venting was more like complaining. Sure, there were always things at a job or at work that suck and you kind of have to embrace it if you want to have a long-lasting career or you enjoy where you're working. So I realized that my complaining was becoming an issue. And I'm normally a very laid-back person. Sure, I'll vent, I'll, I'll state things that I don't think is right, but that's just to make people aware of a situation that hopefully can start to get resolved you know, uh, work quality, those type of things. And when I realized how negative I was being, it made me realize I've been negative. I've been in a bad mood for probably about two weeks, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. I was just in a bad mood, bad attitude. And I wasn't taking it out really on anyone. I wasn't being rotten to anyone. I was just, little things were just hitting me when they usually wouldn't. And the first thing I did is I apologized to one of my coworkers. I was just like, hey, man, I'm so sorry for being in such a miserable mood the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to figure this out. And he said, well, I really couldn't tell. I mean, you're just you're st- you're saying things that are true, you know, things that are going on that's not right. But I wouldn't say that you're in a bad mood. And I said, no, I've been in a pretty bad mood, man. I need to apologize about that because a bad attitude when you're at work is like an infection. You know, it can really start to break down the body of the work environment and really start to decrease the quality and the morale. So having a good morale, having a good positive output when you're at work makes the difference between a good day and a bad day a lot of times. And just the the mindset of yourself can really determine how that day is going to go. And I didn't want to infect my coworkers with my negativity. 
So when I when I realized how negative I, I've been, I had to apologize to my coworker. Even though I brushed it off, I still wanted to bring it to his attention that I, that I noticed that. And then I just went down this rabbit hole of a thought process. And that's kind of where the title uh, Rambling of a Madman came from. Because when you're in this inner dialogue, you have one side of the brain fighting the other side of the brain, trying to figure out the truth, that the two versions of the truth and meet somewhere in the middle about what's going on. So I was just trying to figure out where where this bad attitude is coming from. And like I said, I wasn't being miserable to anyone. I wasn't starting fights or just being, you know, rotten. It was just it was just like a little grudge that I was holding to something. And so the rambling in my head continued and I was just trying to sort it out and get to the root of the problem. It wasn't until later where I was talking to my mom. I called my mom, I try to call her regularly. You know, have a conversation. We have a great time. We joke and laugh about stuff. And she she heard my voice, and she could already tell. It's kind of funny how parents have that intuition when you're not in a good place. They just kind of know what's going on. And she asked me if I was all right. And I said, well, besides being tired, I'm just I'm miserable. And I'm in a bad mood, and I don't know what's going on. And she was like, yeah, I can kind of tell something's wrong. And then I just said, you know, I just don't feel like I'm going anywhere right now. I just... I don't feel like I'm getting closer to my goals. You know, and we talked and and it was that sentence that triggered that that realization as to why I was miserable. You know, I I'm, I'm waking up, I'm putting in an enormous amount of work into the podcast, into the business, into the coaching business that I'm trying to do. I'm currently writing a book, you know, meeting with the publisher very soon to talk about its potential. Um I'm trading the stock market, you know, I'm doing all these things to try to make a better lifestyle for myself and for my daughter, you know, being a single dad. And it's um, when you're getting four hours of sleep, and I don't recommend that as a lifestyle, it's not healthy. I, I want you guys to get some good sleep, but this is just a short term lifestyle that I that I feel like I need to do to meet these goals to create a little bit extra time in my day. And I realize that I'm doing all this output but i'm not i'm not getting a reward i don't feel like i'm moving forward toward my goal toward my reward and then so i realized why i was feeling that way but why else was i feeling that way i mean it took my uncle he wrote a book called the tent maker and he said it took him a little over a year and he's been writing stuff for a while you know he's he's a, a preacher so he writes Sunday, you know, Sunday um, lessons all the time. So he has experience in writing and jotting down notes and all that. So I, so I'm expecting myself. I have this expectation of myself that I'm going to do something I've never done before. You know, I'm I'm not one of these New York bestsellers that can just sit down and bang out a whole book in no time. And I'm sure it takes them time too. But I'm expecting myself to have this this. I don't know, this finish line quicker than I really should. You know, I've never had a background in making a podcast or doing anything like this, and I expect, what, the whole thing to come together in a short period of time. So I really started realizing that I had this expectation of how soon I could expect to see progress or to see rewards within my work. And I started feeling a little bit better because I realized that those expectations were a little unrealistic. 
And so I started kind of taking the pressure off of myself and started being honest with myself. Yeah, I'm putting in a heck of a lot of work, but I also have different plates that I'm um, dishing out. You know, it's not like I'm putting all of my energy into one thing. I have different branches going off. And to think that they're all going to magically come together in a short amount of time, I wasn't being kind to myself to have that type of expectation. It also goes right back into the Be Kind episode and being kind to ourselves. And when we talked about, I think I was... uh mentioned something to the effect of that instant gratification mentality and how we gauge success in our own lives and how a lot of the times we have a tendency to compare our behind the scenes, everything we're working on, everything we're doing, all the struggles and everything, the the battle that we have with ourselves every single day. And we compare that to scrolling through the Instas and seeing everybody's victories. And we're like, oh, why aren't we there yet? But yet, in the grand scheme of things, we have no idea how long it actually took them to get to that point. Like, for example, I struggle on a day-to-day basis with this very same thing. Uh, here I am, you know, in my personal life, the top 1% of my industry took years and years of dedication and sacrifice and education and clinical development and all these things to get there. And now that I'm there, it's like, okay, got the t-shirt, just another day in the office, what's next? I don't feel like I've accomplished anything in actually making it there. Uh, same thing with the Black Cloud Society podcast on the other on the other end here. It's been in operation for we're in the third year now, and I still don't feel as though it's the level of quote unquote success that I want it to be because I mean it's not in comparison to other shows that I follow in the same or, or similar genre, uh, but again. They've been doing it a lot longer, have a little bit different listener base, things like that. I mean, it's in 14 countries, according to what the data metrics say. But at the same time, I don't feel like that's a marker of success for me. You know, uh, working the way I work, the 24-hour shifts, my own personal podcast, helping put this one out, uh, finishing up my bachelor's, working on my master's, all the stuff and projects that go on that like constantly just going 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 never really feeling like anything is accomplished but at the same time when I do accomplish something and when I do reach a particular goal I personally struggle with finding satisfaction in reaching that goal Um, so for me constantly trying to evaluate what expectations are and reevaluate what my personal definition of success is because really if you look at it success is just perception everyone perceives what their own version of success is kind of like kind of like reality in my opinion everyone perceives their own version of their own reality so uh when it comes to success, when it comes to the measurable metrics of things you want to attain, 
I personally struggle getting any gratification, any satisfaction once I do reach them. Because now it's like, okay, what's next? Or maybe for me, again, that whole internal negative self-dialogue of maybe it wasn't really a success because it, you know, you actually made it. It wasn't as difficult as you thought. You didn't hit as many obstacles as you thought. So maybe the program wasn't as difficult as it should have been, or just all these things that we tell ourselves that get in the way of us actually enjoying and in reaching satisfaction in the things that we do. So I'm kind of on the same scale as far as uh, never feeling like anything's accomplished. But at the same time, it sounds like you have measurable points, measurable objectives that you want to reach. And once you reach them, boom, you'll get that's your success. And that's great. And I would like nothing more than to see you reach those in the time frame that you want to. But for me, I struggle with even when I reach those objectives, not feeling like those objectives were good enough in the first place and not feeling like I was even good enough to reach that objective. Like, um, so I mean, similar aspects, but at the same time, I personally for myself don't feel like I'll ever truly reach a satisfactory level of objectification because once I get to a certain point, then it's like, okay, what's next? Like I said, when I finished my bachelor's, I'm never going to school. I'm going to take a year. I'm going to take, you know, I will never go back to any form of school. Just going to work and do what I need to do. Less than a year, six months later, I <laughs> I signed up for the, the master's program. And now I'm going through that. It, and I'm already like, okay, what am I going to do when I finish that? What's the next step? Is it, you know, is it doctorate? Is it like, what do, what do I do after my master's? How do I implement that into everyday life to make it worth it? Because at the same time, everything that we're working towards, whether it's the things that you and I are working on together or the things like your book you're working on separate, the, the my podcast that I'm working on separate, whatever it is we're working on, at what point does that get in the way of the things that truly matter. And that's where I struggle because like uh, the time and effort and all that other stuff that I've sacrificed from, you know, spending time with family, spending time with the kids in order to make these other things happen. I feel like there's nothing really to show yet, or maybe there won't be, I don't know, or anything I'm trying to do. So at the same time, I have trouble justifying the sacrifices that are being made. But at the same time, like we mentioned in the last episode, taking time for yourself, being kind to yourself by allowing that self-care, I have trouble justifying for myself self-care. Because like, for example, hunting, I enjoy it. But at the same time, when I'm sitting in the tree there looking for the deer or waiting for the deer, all right, I say hunting, it's more tactical, wildlife observing, but <laughs> at this point, but when I'm sitting there trying to take time for myself, for that self-care, to just enjoy being in nature, the only thing going through my head is how many things I could be doing to be productive back at the house while I'm sitting there. 
how do we, how do you alter that mindset? How do you change that course to, number one, allow yourself the leeway to be okay with with taking that time for yourself? And at the same time, how do you allow yourself the forgiveness, if you will, of not meeting your own guidelines within your own expectations of timeline. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point on, on a few topics that you hit. The first one is the sacrifice, right? All this stuff that we're doing, something has to be sacrificed. There's only 24 hours in a day. And, um, you know, it really hit me when I did math. Like, I'm, I like math. I actually enjoy math. Uh, not the common core stuff that's out, but, you know, the, the stuff that you can use in day-to-day -day life, like, realizing that you spend more time at work than you usually do at home. I mean, most jobs are eight and a half, 12, 12 hours. So add in travel time, add in sleep, you're actually with work less than you're with your family. And so when I realized that, and then when I realized how much I'm trying to achieve, which is for the betterment of my future self, right? because it's instant gratification. You have to realize that you're investing in yourself. What you're doing now is to make yourself better off in the future. I heard, I heard a quote and I loved it. I can't remember the exact source, um, but he said, you do what is hard, that way your future is easy. If you do what is easy, your future will be hard. And I really love that quote because that's like an investment, right? You put money into a bank account, and then years later, you get a larger return. It's the same thing when you're working on yourself and your goals. Um, and then that sacrifice with the family, when my daughter comes up and she wants to play or she wants to fight or wrestle or go for a walk. And I, in that moment, I have to choose priority. Like this assignment's due. I have to get this assignment turned in. If I don't, it messes up my grade. Do I turn in the assignment or do I go for a walk? And I hate the fact that I have to make that choice. And it was making me miserable. It was bothering me. But then I realized that grade is not as important as the time with my kid. You know, um, this is going to be a day where she doesn't want to go for a walk with me anymore. This is going to be a day where she doesn't want me to pick her up anymore or hold her hand. So while I have the time with her, I'm going to use that to to kind of fill my own love tank because being with her makes me happy. So I sleep less to get that assignment done earlier so I don't have to make that sacrifice. I stay up until 4 or 5 in the morning writing the book so I don't have to take that time away from her when she's awake. So you kind of really just have to, which is why... As a coach, my favorite, my favorite part of it is helping somebody attain their goals and doing it in a way where it's not impeding on their life. Um, I know it sounds like my goal is, is far to reach, but I work a job where I'm able to stay up late. And so it's not really burning into any unneeded time. And Rich was talking about the guilt of taking time for yourself. But I want you guys to think about this. When a plane's crashing, okay, and those oxygen masks come down, 
who do you put that mask on first? Put it on yourself. Why? Because if you pass out, you can't put that mask on anyone else. So you have to think about that when it comes to self-care. If you're not taking care of yourself first, you're not going to be well enough to take care of anyone else or to do your goals or to do much of anything because you're going to be so burnt out. And that's where the justification comes from. You know, um, as much as you want to chase your goals, as much as you want to knock down the things that you want to do, as much as you want to spend time with family, if your mindset is not good because you're burnt out, everybody else around you will feel it. So that's why it's important to take time and care for yourself. So ladies and gentlemen, that was um, that was the rambling of a madman or mad men. We're doing it together, but it's just the dialogue within ourselves that we have to work out on a day-to-day basis. The, the self-awareness that we're always talking about that is important for self-improvement. We just kind of want to show you guys how we deal with it, the things that we deal with, that we're human. We're never going to lie to you and tell you that these are things we don't struggle with. Like we're some sort of extraterrestrial being that just has a perfect life. We're not those Instagram feeds that you see. We're not those TikTok clips that you see where life is great, life is perfect, everyone's smiling. No, we we talk about real life, real life problems and how to work through them and how to move forward, even if it's just 1% to make yourself a better person. So as always, if you guys are interested in any of our coaching programs, if you want a real life upfront coach that is not going to lie to you, that is not going to tell you things just to make you happy, that is going to help you make life-changing results, feel free to reach out. And if you don't want us, that's fine. I still want you to reach out to a coach because I want people to have the life that they deserve to have. And that's to be happy and pursue your dreams, meet those dreams, and just live a life outside of the psychological norm that we're used to. So until next time, be kind, be humble, and be you. Views and opinions expressed in the Revamp podcast are personal and belong solely to the creators of this production, and in no way represent the views and opinions of those people, agencies, institutions, or organizations that the creators may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity, unless otherwise explicitly stated. The views or opinions stated in this production are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. 
The advice and recommendations expressed in this production are in no way a substitution for the advice and treatment of a mental or healthcare provider. If you or someone you know is in need of further intervention, consult your medical provider for further care, or visit the show notes in every episode for a list of recommended resources. We thank you for listening.